Visit Rob Black online at robblack.com. Now, back to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. We'd like to know a little bit about you for our flowers. We'd like to help you learn to help yourself. Look around you, I see our sympathetic eyes. Stroll around the grounds until you feel Welcome back again. Mrs. Robinson. Not the original, of course, but original hit number one. United Kingdom, Ireland, Spain. I'm always impressed by that. Um, how songs can become such international hits, all collectively per se. Joining me now, Maria Gallucci from IB Times. Maria, how are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? I'm well. Before we get into your newest content, um, tell us a little bit about yourself as a background as a, a writer reporter. Sure. So, um, as you mentioned, I'm a reporter with International Business Times based in New York. Um, I typically cover uh, anything that falls under the energy and environment, and increasingly I'm, I'm writing about the national economy as well. Energy and environment. Is that depressing? Because there's <laughs> kind of the clock is ticking environment story always? Well, not always. It's okay. um, definitely easy to fall into that trap of, you know, sort of the everything is going horribly wrong. We're all, you know, existential threat to the planet. But there's a lot of uh, excitement in it, too, in terms of technology and, um, you know, smart people getting getting out ahead of the problem a little bit. That's encouraging to know. You've recently written a piece, Americans are pessimistic about the U.S. economy, but they're upbeat about their personal finances. It's a little bit of a um, off-the-energy beat, so to speak. It is, yeah, but it's, um, as I mentioned, I sometimes I write about uh, the national economy or even international economies as well, um, just being a focus of IB Times. And uh, I thought this story was interesting. Um, it, it's based on um, the findings of a poll by the Associated Press and the NORC Center for Public Affairs Research. And I thought it was interesting because it sort of reflects how, uh, you know, we can feel kind of divided about the economy personally. Maybe things are going well. Maybe we got a raise or or maybe you know the value of our house went up or recovered from the great reception recession rather um, but when we think about the national economy there seems to be a lot of doom and gloom or uncertainty are we heading toward another recession um, what's the stock market doing so there's sort of this big uh, dichotomy in, in the sentiment about the economy there's a uh, economic data that comes out once a month called consumer sentiment and I think it plays into exactly what you wrote about where they pull people and they say, how do you feel about the economy? And most of us go, we feel pretty good, but we think our neighbors are struggling. So we kind of project, like, maybe we shouldn't be feeling good. So if consumer sentiment's booming, obviously we're more likely to go on vacations, more, we're more likely to make children, or we're more likely to buy a bigger house. But we're always thinking, we hear it's tough out there, Yahoo's laying people off. I think my neighbor used to work at Yahoo, and we kind of, like, project doom and gloom. A little bit of that in the survey, would you say? Yeah, absolutely. Um, and and sort of what the survey found is that people feel uh, a lot of anxiety about things that are beyond their own control. So uh, kind of like what you said, like, well, there's these companies that are laying people off or maybe even there's a lot of news lately about oil prices um, are, are down and that's led to bankruptcies uh, among oil and gas companies, thousands of layoffs there. Um, coal companies are going bankrupt as well. Um, steel, the steel sector has been hurt. So you hear all of this and maybe you know or may, somebody who's been laid off or maybe you've been laid off. And so uh, the national picture looks uncertain. Um, 
because it's sort of there's nothing you can do about the stock market volatility, for example. In the survey, only 23% of the respondents said they think the economy will improve this year. Um, I don't even know where to go with that. To me, that kind of feels like it's doing okay. We see the employment numbers. We're seeing the auto numbers. We're seeing the housing numbers. And it's all pretty good. Um, And yet, it's a small amount of people that think the economy is going to improve. Right. And I think... um what surveys have shown this one and others is that maybe people are a little bit reluctant to embrace the fact that we are recovering from the Great Recession because there's this fear that maybe another one isn't so far off. or So so maybe we feel that, well, the economy is not doing horribly, but it's not doing great. Some, maybe, maybe there's sort of a, reluct, a reluctance to feel optimistic about the economy because you don't want to be blindsided by, by something else, you know, a downturn. And on the other hand, where we're feeling, you know, the economy is not great, but on the other hand, we're saying our own personal finances are doing great or doing well in the survey, even though I think a lot of the data says that's not true. Uh, the companies like Fidelity, the companies like TD Ameritrade, when they show surveys, they're showing people that don't have enough for emergency funds. They're showing people uh, massively under saving for retirement. But yet we feel confident. <laughs> is, is That's kind of interesting to me. Yeah, I think that we, uh, just as humans, think it very short term. Uh, okay. Another sort of related example that I always think is interesting is when gas prices go down, um, sales of SUVs and trucks go up. Very, you know, it's, it's that quick. Within a year, sales will shoot up of these heavier, more fuel-intensive cars when it's, you know, the, the fuel prices could very well go back up or, you know, maybe if there's tighter environmental standards down the road, your car wouldn't fit those. Or, you know, it's, it's kind of not looking at the long-term picture. Speaking with Maria Gallucci, she's with the IB Times, International Business Times. Inside your article, you also bring up the presidential elections, which it just seems every year, every four years, it gets meaner and nastier. And this this isn't this isn't letting us down. It's getting meaner and meaner and nastier and nastier. Um, how are the elections playing into our psyche? Sure. Well, um, this particular survey found that uh, Republicans in particular are far more likely to feel negatively about the economy. Um, you know, they, they didn't vote for Obama. They, they think that the economy has done very poorly um, under his two terms. And so they are feeling worse about it than uh, Democrats are, according to this survey. And I mean, you, you see it if you watch anything related to the elections or read anything, you see candidates are promising to pull us out of this dark hole that we've apparently fallen into, right? They're going to bring back manufacturing jobs. They're going to um, improve trade. They're going to, um, you know, put more money in our pockets. They're going to re- uh, reduce the um, income equality gap, all of these things. And they so in order to sell themselves, they have to uh, undermine the the or, you know, tarnish the, the image of the U.S. economy as it is. So we can think that it'll get better if we vote for them. Good stuff. Anything else in the article or anything else that you're um, working on right now that is worthy of note? Well, I think another um, point that the article uh, touches on or, or the survey touched on is that um, just this broader anxiety about the income equality gap, this idea as well that um, maybe folks also aren't feeling so great about the economy because they don't feel like it's um, any that the improvements we have seen have been distributed equally, that maybe um, some are benefiting more than others. So I think that the sort of national discussion about uh, the widening gap between rich and middle class and poor also kind of 
plays into the way we think about the economy. Showing you how shallow I am, I'm flipping through the IB Times at this point in time, and there's a story about Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie divorcing. That's got me depressed about the economy all of a sudden. <laughs> We're a shallow yeah. nation. We're a shallow nation. And very uh, easily distracted, too. You know, you see, like, anything on your phone, it's like, oh, what's this? What's the next thing? It's uh, hard to keep attention to pants. <laughs> I am very easily distracted. You hit that on the nose. Thank you so much, Maria. It's Maria Golucci, um, reporter energy on the environment extraordinaire. You can find her at ibtimes.com. It's ibtimes.com. Um, I think anytime that you, you know, write down your thoughts and you share your thoughts, it's, it's just a powerful thing. And um, I have great respect for the people at Newsweek and Ivy Times. They come on the show every Friday, and uh, hopefully I'm not too flip at times for that conversation. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. I am a little upset about Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. It's a classic example of how financially well-planned are you. Um, they've got kids. Uh, they both work in an industry that's incredibly fickle. Their income may never come back. Um, take a look at yourself. Take a look at your children and their divorces and how much financial ruin those cause. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. The global stock markets have rebounded today. This has been a 50-50 split week so far. Two up days, two down days. On where we go, nobody knows. Oil is vacillating today. Option expiration, which means there's a lot of um, activity, um, especially as we go into the close of the market. Nothing, nothing to see here. Keep on going. Nothing to see here. There's nothing to see here. Keep on going. Um, <clears throat> you have heavily weighted financials, tech, healthcare, and industrials leading the market. Weakness in utilities, consumer staples, and energy, which are considered more defensive areas of the stock market. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Applebee's, interestingly enough, is putting in some um, wood-burning ovens. I know you're saying, why are you talking about Applebee's? It's the classic example of what you have to pay attention to in investing. Um, this is a play on millennials. Millennials want something unique as far as flavor goes. Applebee's has looked at their menu. Applebee's has looked at their sales, and they said, we're boring. We're what every other restaurant does. We better bring in some wood-fired stuff so we have wood-fired pork chops and wood-fired apple smoke this. And um, Long story short, evolve or die in the fickle world of uh, retail and restaurants. Um, you know, going from prepackaged microwave food to freshly prepared food, so when you get the vegetables that have clearly been put in a bag and clearly put in a microwave, it turns you off from ever wanting to go there again. Instead of going to pre-cut steaks, go to hand-cut steaks. Instead of going to consistently cooked, try to get a little more perfectly cooked. Um, that's how restaurants win or lose. And it's a business model that you couldn't quickly learn from, and it's why investing in restaurants is brutally tough. Outback Steakhouses in the 1990s was an amazing investment. And every time you went there, you're like, this is pretty good. Bloom and onion, good. But, and this is a big but, once you got bad service once or once you got a gamey uh, steak, you're like, I'm never coming back here again. Fickle. Very fickle investing restaurants. I'm Rob Black talking money, investing in more. This is my second favorite song of the moment. Take a break. Be right back. While I try my best, they cover up. 